Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Lord, the opening of your word gives life, light, revelation, understanding. And as the word literally says, even to the simple. So make us understand. Open the eyes of our understanding this day to know, fully comprehend what blessings you have placed upon our lives. And Lord, fill us with the spirit of faith, of love and of power and of a sound mind. We thank you, Lord, today that everyone here has a new beginning with this spring. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take your seats. Thank you very much. I must say that these flowers here are standing out. They really are beautiful. What are these? Strelitzias? What do they call them? Strelitzias? I don't really know flowers. My wife loves flowers, but you know, I think this is very beautiful here. Um, the Bible tells us that the children of Israel moved from the plains of Moab, which means of my father, son of Lot, after the valley of salt and the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, and uh, from the plains of Moab, they moved down past Mount Nebo, descended down the mountainsides quite a deep. I've been up there a few times, a zigzag road, climbing up there. It feels you climbing and climbing, my goodness. Get over there from the heights of Mount Nebo, overlooking the entire Jordan Valley, even Israel, as Moses then saw. We've been there. Then they moved across the Jordan by supernatural intervention when the feet of the priest touched the waters of the Jordan River. It stopped immediately. The waters receded as far back upstream as the city of Adam, the city of Adam. Which means the Ark of the Covenant is fulfilled with Jesus all the way from Adam till now. It stopped death, the Jordan being a symbol of descending into death of the Dead Sea. Cutting off death all the way from Adam. The ark went through. They crossed and they camped by a place called Gilgal. And then they encamped. And looking back and looking at their surroundings, they would see the mountains of Moab and more more. more known to them very much so, would have been Mount Nebo, on which you see a small green point on the trees. If you look at a distance at it, you see that green top of the mountain, and that's the place where Moses was looking out over Israel. And there's a, a golden, uh, a copper snake on a pole right there as a, a memory of the days in the wilderness. They come through a wilderness, you know. It's never been easy to them. It's never been easy in the days of Egypt. They had very little. They ate rather very sparsely, sparingly small, minuscule, barely survived, had to get the strength from day to day to be able to work in those pits of Egypt. 
by the hand of God had showed himself so mightily, they moved out of Egypt, crossed via another major miracle, the Red Sea, the Red sea on dry ground, just as the Jordan River, up to the mountain of Moses, the mountain of God, Mount Nebo. And then from there, had to cross through the wilderness because of unbelief, they couldn't rest, enter into the rest of God. Therefore, Hebrews tells you that, Hebrews chapter number two, we know that they did not enter into that rest because of their unbelief. They wouldn't believe, they wouldn't trust in the Lord under all circumstances. But there were two men there by the name of Joshua and Caleb. And Caleb was the first to speak of after the, the 12 spies came back. And they were moaning and complaining and moping. And they said, well, you know, we saw those places, a beautiful land, but we saw the mountains and we saw the hill where the Anakites, the sons of Anak, the giant, they were of the Rephim, they were giants. The archaeology confirms that very much so. These gigantic, gigantic men that existed lately, I must say, in that area, a lot of new knowledge has opened up to me. So they saw the giants and we were just like locusts, like grasshoppers. We were just small in their sight and they were giants in our sight. And then they said, we can't do this. And Caleb spoke up. He says, he quieted the people and he said, be still, be quiet. We are well willing and we are well able to overcome and move into the promised land right here. And Joshua said, Amen, if I use some modern style. They had a different spirit, that the spirit of faith. So there was Kiryat Arba. And there in Kiryat Arba is the correct pronunciation for it. There, the, the giants dwelt. But before they were there, even before them, there were the tombs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the cave of Machpelah, which we visited and looked at it. You, you crossed 4,000 years of history right there. After that period of time, the giants came in, occupied the city, and now the children of Israel were scared and crying in the night and forgot clean about the God that got them out of Egypt by many signs, many wonders, powerful miracles, striking Egypt and its Pharaoh, even up to the core of the firstborn of Egypt and delivering them by the blood of lambs to come out and walk out as the army of God, God's people. And finally, a whole generation had to die there in the wilderness because of unbelief and that particular incident in Numbers 13. They went on. It was now... Another 40 years later in the new generation, those fathers had all died out except for Joshua and Caleb. And these two men there had a meeting with God. And there, this man by the name of Joshua said, well, God said to him in Joshua chapter number one, he said, only be strong and courageous. In the first verse, he says, Moses, my servant is dead. But now it's for you, only be strong and courageous. Now it's for you, only be strong and courageous. No negativity, no moping, 
no complaining, no groaning, positive mindset, word of faith in your heart. Those people displeased him because of their unbelief, but only be strong and courageous. Looking there from the camp of Gilgal, we see many things. We see the mountains of Moab at the time. There's the Mount Nebo towering about across the Jordan River from where they were. There's the crossing point where one day the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would be, would be baptized in the water right there at that spot at uh, the Jordan River. Beit Avara, it's in the south, just above the Dead Sea. There they crossed the river. There Jesus were baptized. Now from there, they looked, and what did they see? They saw the city of Jericho. And they saw a fortress, because indeed, if you look at the construction there, you look at the ruins and the excavation of Jericho, well done there. You can also see, the last time I was there, they'd opened a spot where you could actually see where the walls also burnt. There was lots of fire when they took in uh, the city of Jericho, had conquered it. The stones are literally now colored with burning. You can see like soot of Afrikaans root swart, and it's stuck there. So there was the city of Jericho. Moreover, right across from Jericho, there was a mountain. This called the mountain of temptation. This picture I took as we were in a cable car heading towards on the right-hand side, the, uh, the entrance here this is on the right-hand side. Cable car ends there, and uh, then you go in, and right about in the middle here, we have this large section. There's a cave there where it said that Jesus went and he prayed there. There's a stone, almost like a chair, where he could lean over it for those 40 days and 40 nights. And we were there, we saw it, and I took some picture. I should have brought it with, and, and uh, in fact, it's on the computer, but uh, not right now because it takes time. Uh, to, to show you more about that place where the Lord had spent 40 days, 40 nights to be tempted by the devil. Mountains all the way down past Mas Adah, all the way down to the lookout point of, uh, of Abraham at the time of Beersheba, where he looked down the mountainside and Lot said, give me that green valley down there and he moved down. He dropped down on that side through the mountains again down the, the passes and then behind them, if they looked, they saw this mount of temptation. You could see the stone. It's like a stone fortress. It's rocky. Nothing grows on it. It's like less than two inches of rain per year. And it's hot. You, you're actually like four, let me see, 430 uh, meters below sea level there. If you're at the Dead Sea itself, 430 Going up to Jerusalem, you would get some more. You would get, uh, you put that height that you go from 430 under sea level to the height of the Temple Mount, the place of Calvary. You got 777 meters. And Bethlehem, Bethlehem, also 777, the place of the birth of Jesus. And so you look at this and you immediately think, but what do you see? Put yourself in the, in the place of these people and look at the situation. What do you have? Mountains behind you. And now it seems, particularly here, it's very impressive. We got to get up there somehow. 
and Joshua only be strong and courageous. Look every feet, every place where you tread with your feet, I have given it to you. Now the city of Jericho was tightly shut. Joshua 6 verse 1. None went in and none came out. Or shall I say, none went out and none came in. And then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given you the city, its king and its mighty men of valor. Jericho would become history very shortly after that. They trembled in the city. They just took it because God's hand was at work. By a mighty miracle, the walls of the city just fell down. Every man went straight before him. But one qualification that you do find in Scripture that you see that God says here to Joshua, and God inspires Joshua and he, he tells the people. He commanded the people in Joshua 6.10. Joshua commanded the people saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed from your mouth. I repeat that. You shall not shout or make any noise with your mouth, nor shall a word proceed from your mouth. Out of your mouth until the day that I say to you, Shout! For the Lord has given you the victory. There's just the funny thing about this. You think about that for one second. We've come through many problems in this life, all of us. Myself included, all of us. We had to face fortresses in our lives. We had to overcome difficulties. How many of you are believers? Let me see your hand right down. I want you to see every hand that's a believer. Isn't it just funny with believers? All of us. I'm one too, by the way. That sometimes, bearing in mind what God said there through Joshua to the people of God, inspired him by the Holy Spirit after meeting with him outside of Jer Jericho, the angel of the Lord. <laughs> Isn't it so that we believe in our hearts how many of you believe in God for a good future? How many of you believe the Lord's blessed your finances with this offering? Let me see your hands. Mine. How many of you believe the Lord's going to bless you this month and the rest of the year, including the rest of your life? Let me see your hands right now. Okay. How is it then for all of us to sometimes say the opposite when we believe it in our heart and we speak it over our mouth and say this the negative stuff? It's just always that, just that mannerism, that habit that ingrained habit of years of negative growth in the world system and in the schools where you are literally bombarded by teachers. I had some terrible teachers in my days. <laughs> and uh, in those days, they used to beat the children for anything, particularly our mathematics teachers, terrible. And the German teacher was terrible. You think of that, and you think of all these things you have to endure, you go through, you face many difficulties. 
And then after all of that, you get born again. You get saved now. Saved properly. To the bone saved. But you still talk the negative talk. You're a believer. Oh, I'm a believer, all right. Do you have faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who has saved you, washed you in His blood? Do you honor Him and give Him glory by the power of the Holy Spirit? How many of you say, I do that? Let me see your hands right now. But yet, when we talk. But you know what? Did you see the news this morning? It got so dark on my television, it couldn't even broadcast anymore. The thing just drained all the batteries below it. And with that negative mentality and mindset, and listening to the political jargon of the world system, just political, have you ever thought about politics worldwide? I said worldwide, like the planet. Did you know, and I'm talking about a lot these days, you get what you call a culture. There's a political culture. There's a political protocol. There's a political way of speaking. And around the world, everybody says they promise and they don't deliver. In every nation, they promise they don't deliver. I don't care where it is, whether it's France or Europe or here or Germany or whether it's in the far east or the far west, they all have their public speeches. And now I tell you what, the interest rates are going to come down if I become the President of the United States. And we shall have a great tomorrow and you can develop the American dream. Ha! And they believe that and it doesn't manifest itself. Now they're saying who's going to be the new um, Prime Minister of England. But if you vote for me, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll cut the taxes so low, the tax man will run out of business. <laughs> Have to close shop. How many of you would rejoice in that particular day? Amen. And funny enough, our interest rates are lower than Europe, UK, and the United States. Can you say, we give the Lord a praise offering? <laughs> All right. So we believe, but we speak negative. Just funny how that thing just comes, just comes out. Negative about finances, negative about business, negative about workplace, negative about until you get so uncomfortable going into your workplace, you don't even want to be there anymore. In the midst of all of this, they begin conquering the promised land. But now there is another situation that takes place. There was a man that went out from the midst of the children of Israel. He is actually grouped with the tribe of Judah. Man by the name of Caleb, Caleb, which really in Hebrew, that means a dog. Can you believe it? He goes out there, but he's not, if he was a dog, he'd be like a bull terrier. He'd be like, he'd be like a champion fighter. Think of the most powerful biting dog that you have, think of. And he says, you know what? I'm 85. I personally am humbled. I'm 85 now. 
When this all began out there, that time there in the wilderness, do you remember Joshua? I said, we're well able to overcome it. Let us go there. We can overcome. We're able. God is our ability. God is our source of strength. God will strengthen us. Only be bold and courageous. That bold and courageous means very strong and be very bold in your heart. It's like a process. It describes in the Hebrew a process of become strong and make yourself stronger because I've given you the victory. You will be stronger in the Lord. I've given you the victory. As you focus in your devotional time with God and you remember the word of the Lord from week to week and never forget it, put it in your spirit and remember it in your mind and then go through a week and come back for more of the word of God to build you up and to give you an inheritance among the saints. Caleb says, now you know what? I'm now 85. I'm a man of faith, this man Caleb. This 45 years later now. Remember that day, Joshua. Give me that mountain full of giants. Kiryath Arba. Give me Hebron or Hebron. Give me the city dwelling with giants. He was well able. He was strong enough. At 85, he had faith like a mountain. He could overcome a mountain. He could climb to the heights of the mountain. He didn't ask what is the height above sea level now, and what's going to be the height? Oh, my legs are going to be weak by the time I get there. I've still got to fight uphill because they built all those cities uphill. But a man knew in his heart, he had a point to prove. If you serve God and you stick to it with a faith and you do not let your faith waver or wane or something in this world discourage you in the faith, but you be bold, you be courageous, you don't care if the mountains are high, if you've overcome mountains, you will overcome them again, even if they're giants in the heights. Give the Lord a praise offering. No matter what's there, it doesn't matter. Kiryat Arba, the place where the giants dwelt well verified by the archaeology and by the manuscripts of the Dead Sea Scrolls and by various books and scrolls and documents written that these giants dwelt there, the, the Anakim, the sons of Anak. They were the Nephilim, the giants that the Bible speaks about in Genesis chapter number 6 already. It said there'll be giants in the earth during this time of the flood and thereafter. And their descriptive terminology says long-necked giants. And funny enough, I was looking at the Hebrew there. If you analyze that Hebrew, it literally means to see someone by the neck and go, <coughs> literally by strength, just break their necks if they don't listen. Funny, if you look at that, and you look at it in the form of... Uh, what action emanates out of that name? There's power that comes out of the name of Jesus. Yeah. 
Can you say amen? But give me the mountain. Don't give me the easy road. I'm not interested in what kind of road I have to travel in this life. Paul says, I know how to be abased. In other words, to come short. I also know how to abound. And my God, he goes on another place, says, and my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Do you believe? Yes, I do. Do you really believe? Yes. Can you construct your faith around that? Yes. Then what's all the negative talk in the body of Christ everywhere? You say, in English, I'll say it in Afrikaans and English. He said, how are you doing, my brother? Oh, I can't complain, you know. But he's already complaining in his voice. You take, speak to an Afrikaans guy, say, oh, can he klani? Niks om oor te klaar nie, nie van nou in haar geval nie. How's your children doing at school? Hmm. Well, you know, my son's the cleverest son that ever was around in South Africa. How's he doing right now? Oh, no, you know, I'd go with the rugby yesterday. Oh, what about, uh, when are we going to catch some fish or something else? See, the thing is, the negative talk, parents around their children, parents in the marriage, parents about things you pray for today and tomorrow you talk negative. You pray for it now, an hour later. You catch yourself out, it slips over you. Joshua says, literally to the people, not a word from your mouths. Now you keep quiet until this stronghold falls. And then you go straight ahead of you into the city and pick up. But remember, do not touch the accursed things. And do not touch anything of the gold and the silver of this place because it belongs to the Lord Almighty God. Now, the story of Caleb, time's chasing me, but the story of Caleb goes like this. He went up to Kiryatabah, Arbah, and the Anakites, which were part of the Rephaim, in other words, the giants, the Anakites must have thought, that was this guy. He was like, I always think of a lawnmower going through the place. Just took them out. He took the city. It is a historical, archaeological, biblical fact that Caleb went in there and conquered that place called Hebron. It became a place where King David would reign for the first period for seven years from Hebron. It's the place of the patriarchs. Caleb says, devil, you are not taking over where our grandfathers were buried. This is our roots, not yours. This is what God intended for us, not for you. Hands off, devil. We are more than conquerors. We are accepted in the beloved. We, beloved, we are able to do all things to Christ to strengthen us. Jesus has given us authority and power. Jesus is Lord. We shall conquer all. Now, give us the mountains. Give us the mountains. 
And every day that we step, we shall have the strength. Every day that we walk, we shall conquer. And we and you are well able. Stand to your feet. Give the Lord a praise offering. I want to hear a good praise offering. I want to hear a good praise offering. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, teach us to be careful with our words. Teach us to have a heart of faith. For Lord, we are well able to overcome. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. To him who overcomes, Revelation, the book of Revelation, I will give many things listed that will become the heirs of the children of faith. And we thank you, Lord, that this is in the hearts of everybody right now. Put it in our hearts, in our spirits, when we face the mountains, difficulties do not exist when it comes to God with us, the hope of glory. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance over you, be gracious to you, and grant you eternal salvation and peace. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, and everybody say, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.